People are yearning for information. Having the opportunity to encourage people and to educate people and inspire people. It's amazing to be able to say we'll carve out time to take care of ourselves. There's something for everyone. Dr. Julie Fouché is a board-certified family physician and has completed her coursework through the Institute for Functional Medicine. She received her undergraduate degree from the University of Michigan in biomedical engineering and completed her medical school and residency training at the Cleveland Clinic. Julie also holds a master's in nutrition from Case Western Reserve University and has completed the integrative medicine in residency curriculum through the University of Arizona. Julie competed in the CrossFit Games from 2010 to 2015, where she consistently finished among the top five women with two podium finishes. Her passion lies in bridging the gap between fitness and medicine to empower individuals to live healthier, more fulfilling lives. She continues to do CrossFit for health and longevity and hosts a popular health and fitness podcast called Pursuing Health. Welcome, Julie. Trish and I are thrilled to have you on our podcast today, and it's wonderful to have this opportunity to talk to you. We wanted to start with a little about you and your path to becoming a physician, and then your segue into CrossFit and how those go together. So just tell us about you. I grew up in Michigan. I have a sister and had just a great upbringing, was always very into different sports and loved school. And we spent a lot of time outdoors. And I first started thinking that I might go into medicine when I was in high school. I took a biology class and a psychology class, and I was just so fascinated about how the human body worked and also the psychology behind how our minds and our brains work too. And I always loved math and science. I always loved problem solving. And so that really led me into studying biomedical engineering at the University of Michigan. Engineering was interesting to me, but really only in the context of the human body. And I tried different options with research and looking at different industry careers in engineering. But at the end of the day, it was really that physician-patient relationship that was so intriguing to me. And this concept that you get to be with people at their most vulnerable points, and you may meet someone for the first time, and they're telling you really deep personal things that they might not have told some of their closest friends or family. And then you have this responsibility to, to help them the best that you can. And so it was that that I think really led me into medicine and being able to work with real people throughout the course of their lives. And that's what led me into med school. And CrossFit comes in sort of around the same time while I was in college and making some of these decisions. I really, like a lot of people, didn't know what to do with myself as far as exercise goes. I had done high school sports and I really enjoyed being part of a team and having a coach. And then once I got to college, I wasn't in a, any formal sports. And so I spent a lot of time at the rec center on the elliptical machine or doing the different weight machines and not really knowing what to do, but knowing that I really liked working out. I really liked using my body, but not quite knowing what was next. And when I first heard about CrossFit, it immediately sounded like something I needed to do. It was gymnastics. It was weightlifting. I'd grown up doing gymnastics, 
track and field. And then for the first couple of years in college, I got into some more endurance sports and tried to do triathlons. I thought that would be my new thing. And I did one with a friend and then I ended up buying a, a triathlon bike, a road bike. And then like the next week I said, I found CrossFit and I probably only rode the bike a handful of times after that, but it just sounded perfect for me. It was a little bit of everything. It was different every day. You, the first time I walked into a CrossFit affiliate, it felt to me a lot like training in a gymnastics gym where you had a coach kind of guiding you and telling you what to do. You had other people that you were working out with in this community and you were learning new skills and trying new things and trying to get better every day. And so it was really a natural fit. And that's when I got into it. It was right around the same time I was applying to medical school and going down that path. And you, you really took CrossFit by storm, right? <laughs> CrossFit didn't know what was happening when you came on board. <laughs> Could you talk to us about that and what happened to you in CrossFit? It was sort of a wild time. So it was 2009 that I first started doing it, the summer of 2009. And that was early on for CrossFit. The first CrossFit games ever were in 2007. And from, I think, seven, eight, and nine, they were held at a ranch in California in a very informal setting. It was sort of like a backyard barbecue and some friends having fun working out, friendly competition. And I remember when I first started in my local CrossFit affiliate in Ann Arbor, Michigan, I watched some of the videos of the women competing that summer in 2009. And I remember watching them run up a hill with a huge sandbag or doing these complicated Olympic weightlifting movements and thinking, oh my gosh, they're amazing. I could never do that, but it's so cool. And I really got into CrossFit just for my own general health and fitness. It really actually helped me change my relationship with food and with my body. And I found that before CrossFit, I was in without sports. I was really, I didn't have a purpose with working out. So it was all, it all became how much did I eat today? How many calories do I have to burn? And instead of thinking about what is my body capable of? And so it was really just for me, for my health and fitness. There were a few people at my gym who said they wanted to do some extra training for local competitions. And I said, okay, why not? I'll join you. So I did some extra training and joined some local competitions in Michigan and just surprised myself every step of the way. Those early, they call it kind of the honeymoon phase of anything. When you start out, you just get PRs every day and you start improving so quickly. And I really surprised myself so that by the end of a year or even a little less than a year, I competed in the CrossFit sectionals and the regionals and ended up qualifying to the CrossFit games in 2010. And that was the first year that it was held in a bigger venue. It moved to the StubHub Center in Carson, California. And we just were on this train of growing along with the sport. So that year, it's crazy to think back that year I was competing at the games, but a lot of my numbers and times that I was able to get in workouts, they were great at the time. But now you walk into any CrossFit affiliate and there's going to be multiple women who can put up those kind of numbers. And so I was just lucky that I started early and was able to grow along with this incredible field of females. And it, we just all had huge improvements over those next few years. And so then I competed from 2010 through 2015 as I was finishing college and then starting med school. And then you finished twice on the podium, right? Right. Yeah. The first year, I actually, I, again, surprised myself. I finished in fifth. And the year that I went back, it was actually in 2011, it was actually, I finished fifth again. And it was very much a sort of mental mindset growth um, experience for me, because I think a lot of the reason why I finished fifth again was my own mind. I think that I went in 
thinking, wow, this first year, was it just a fluke that I got fifth place? Do I really deserve it? And um, thinking going in with sort of the mindset of, I just don't want to do worse than last year. And I also had so many big life changes and sort of stressful events going on in my life at that time in 2011. And going into the final event, I was actually in third place. And the final event really was something that was written well for me, I should have done well. in, And I totally bombed it and ended up back in fifth place. I guess that's what I asked for based on the attitude I went in with. And so each year after that was really a growing experience for me and believing in myself and believing that I was capable of getting on the podium. So then in 2012 and 14, I was able to do that. It's amazing. So break it down for us, for people who've never done CrossFit. I mean, what is CrossFit and what does a CrossFit competition look like? CrossFit is really nothing about the CrossFit games or competition. The CrossFit games is such a small part of what CrossFit is. It's the top percent of a percent of athletes. But the cool thing about it is that everybody that does CrossFit can relate because CrossFit is infinitely scalable. So by definition, CrossFit is constantly varied, meaning you're doing something different every day. So it keeps it interesting. It's functional movements. So movements that you see in everyday life, things like squatting, getting up out of a chair, deadlifting, picking something up off the ground, pressing, putting something over your head. They're functional. They're not isolation movements. And then they're done at high intensity and high intensity is relative. So I think a lot of people see the CrossFit games and they think, oh my gosh, that's so intense based on what people are doing. They're pushing sleds or moving sandbags or doing triathlons and people think, oh my gosh, that's so intense. I could never do it. But intensity is really relative. So what's intense for me right now is different than what was intense for me back when I was training for the CrossFit games and training hours a day which is different from what's intense for my mom, which is different from what's intense for a 90-year-old. And all of us can do CrossFit. It's just different variations of that. So in a normal CrossFit gym environment, there's a quote-unquote workout of the day or WOD, which I'm sure people have heard of. And it's something that can be scaled for any ability level. So I could work out next to someone who's 75 years old and I might do push-ups and thrusters, which is a squat and a press, and they might do push-ups against a wall, you know, leaning up just their body weight, not even their full body weight against a wall, and maybe doing a thruster movement with a PVC pipe, which just weighs a few ounces, and squatting down to a bench or to a chair to have a guide. And so we can do the same movements and, and try to get that relative high intensity based on our ability level, both physically and psychologically. So do you have a coach that determines what would be the right exercise for you? The CrossFit Games is like the test of fitness, right? So everybody can do CrossFit. We can all do it in our affiliates. We can all do the same workouts. But every year, those who want to enter the official competition sign up for this five-week competition called the CrossFit Open. And that's where everybody does the same workout once a week for five weeks. It traditionally had been five weeks. Now it's three weeks. They change it from time to time. But you do the same workout. You enter your scores online. And then the top athletes across the world, which ends up being out of hundreds of thousands of athletes, end up then qualifying to the next stage, which is usually some sort of regional competition. And then from there to the games. For most people, that's just fun. And it's a way to test our fitness, but it's not about the games or the competition. And the games is sort of the test of does this methodology work? We've seen over the last 10 plus years that people are getting fitter and fitter, things that these athletes are capable of. Nobody thought was possible. We've seen guys that can squat 500 pounds and run a sub, I think it was sub five or sub six, sub five mile must've been, which is just crazy. You're seeing people being able to, to Olympic weightlift 
in the Olympics and also do CrossFit or people that can row. There's a woman named Sam Briggs who's rowed, who set some records in rowing, but she's also a CrossFit Games athlete. So it's just cool to push the boundaries. But again, that's what the games is, but it's very different from what it is for the average everyday person. And as far as coaching, for the average person in their affiliate, they're going to go in and they're going to do a class, which is going to have a coach or maybe multiple coaches that will coach them through that workout and help them to scale and modify as needed based on their ability level. For someone who's competing in the CrossFit Games or wants to be more serious about competition, they might have a coach who specifically programs workouts for them that's going to help them work on their weaknesses and be more well-rounded. So they might be more targeted programming. But for the general population, it's sort of a general program that's going to be variable every day. It's so, so cool. And as you said, it's for anybody and everybody, no matter where they are on their health journey, it's welcoming to anybody on any level. Exactly. And I think so many people, this is one of the things we have to work to change, but it is so intimidating just to walk into a CrossFit affiliate because the things that you see you see the games is the first thing you see, or right. you see people, you know, with their shirts off and pushing tires and it looks really scary. But <laughs> one of the most common things I hear from people is, well, I want to, maybe I'll try it, but I think I need to get in shape first. And that's so not true. Most gyms, especially the really good ones have an on-ramp program where you would come in and you do personal one-on-one training with a coach or maybe a small group, and you're going to learn the movements. You're going to get really good at those and build up some capacity before you're in any type of class environment. And then even in the class environment, you should have coaching where someone knows you and can help you scale and and do the workout in the appropriate way. So Julie, you were on the podium, you were doing amazing things and simultaneously becoming a functional medicine doctor, right? A medical doctor. And I am using that word functional medicine purposefully because I thought that this would be a good time to talk about that and what that means and what that approach is and why fitness and movement and exercise is so important to somebody like you who's a functional medicine doctor. It is cool how these two things have paralleled. And I was going through competing while I was starting med school. And when I started med school, I actually thought I had a lot of interests and I really thought I would be a specialist. I thought I'd like to know one part of the body really well and be sort of an expert in that, but I didn't know what I would do. I had a lot of interests. I thought the one thing I could rule out was primary care because I had shadowed some primary care doctors and I thought, oh, this is just too broad and it's kind of boring. I don't really think I want to do this, but at least I can rule that out. But then the more that I learned about our healthcare system, the more that I learned about the disease that is burdening our population, and the more I learned about CrossFit, I realized I really wanted to be on the prevention side of things and that our healthcare system is really great at handling emergencies and sick care, but really terrible at prevention and creating health. And it was really frustrating to me to see that there were so many conditions that could be treated or reversed or prevented by helping people live a healthy lifestyle, but our healthcare system just doesn't facilitate that. So I was spending my days in early med school, going to a primary care clinic and learning how to see patients. We talked to people about nutrition and exercise and Sometimes I'd even try to teach them how to do burpees in the exam room and spend (laughs) extra time. And then you wouldn't see them for six months. And so, of course, that's not really going to facilitate much behavior change. And they would come back and probably their blood sugar is higher and their blood pressure is higher. And maybe now they're starting on a medication. And so at the same time, I'm going to the gym and I'm visiting CrossFit affiliates all over the country. And then seeing that people are making these huge changes to their health, their 
losing weight, they're gaining confidence, they're coming off their medications, they're reversing their chronic disease in ways that are just not happening in a doctor's office. I might add too, it's a community, right? People are yeah, together yes. and that's something that yes. I know you think is really important and we really highlight a lot. So important. So important. There's one, he's sort of like this example that I, shining example that I always use. I've had him on my podcast before, but his name's Pete Katz. And he was someone that I actually met. He was a patient of one of my mentors in med school. And he came in and I met him after he had started CrossFit, but he had gone through probably 10 or 15 years of trying different diets or really getting on track and then falling off track with his health and had a whole slew of chronic diseases, was overweight, was stressed out. And he finally started doing CrossFit and it was really the community that he credits for making it a lasting change. I think now it's been five or more years since he started and he's reversed all his chronic diseases. He's come off all his medications. He's a big inspiration to people in his community. And it really is. It's about the community. It's about knowing that you're going to go and you're going to be uplifted by people who are there. And if you're not there, they're going to notice and they're going to check in on you and see how you're doing. And it just makes it so much more sustainable and like a, a true lifestyle. I have a niece and nephew that do CrossFit and they're paleo. And <laughs> is that something, do they go hand in hand, that particular diet or is it, is it anything that's healthy? How does that go? CrossFit has a specific nutrition prescription, which is similar to paleo, but it's not, I wouldn't say it's exact, you know, people get very specific about what's paleo and what's not paleo. And there's a lot of different variations of it, but CrossFit's nutrition prescription is eat meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, and no sugar. And the second part is keep intake to levels that support perform. I think it's performance and not body fat. So the idea of eating real food, it's saying do some self-experimentation, like maybe, you know, take out gluten, take out dairy and see how you feel, see how you perform, and then maybe add them back in. So I don't think it's quite as strict as paleo with the legumes and all the little details, but it's this concept of eat real food and then do these end of one experiments on yourself to see what foods you perform best at and use your performance and your symptoms as your guiding light to know what works best for your body. So Julie, the moment we've been waiting for, we want to talk about how both of your passions are colliding and what's happening now. Okay, drum roll, please. I actually just every day have to wake up and pinch myself that this is really happening because you're right. It's like my two worlds are colliding and something's happening that I didn't think was going to be possible for maybe 10 years, something I hoped for, but didn't know would be possible right away. So that is that we are launching what's called CrossFit Precision Care, which is a healthcare, primary care, personalized medicine offering for anyone, but particularly for people who do CrossFit so that anyone who does CrossFit or wants to have a doctor and health coach who do CrossFit can sign up. And it's a very unique approach. Like you mentioned earlier, a functional medicine approach, or we call it a precision medicine approach where we're taking into account for each patient, their DNA, their detailed labs, their lifestyle, their environment, their preferences, and coming up with a really specific detailed plan for them for their health. So everything from nutrition to their exercise, to sleep recovery, disease prevention, we're looking at the whole picture and we're using a data-driven approach to do that. 
and pairing each patient with a doctor and a health coach who both do CrossFit so they can feel comfortable knowing that their healthcare providers are one of them and understand what their lifestyle is like. So I go to CrossFit and I'm a member or subscribe to it. And then how would I subscribe to this? Is this in addition to that? So I have my package, but then is this sort of a premium package or how does it work? This is a separate membership outside of the gym membership, but we do have discounts for anyone who's a member of a CrossFit affiliate and then certain groups. So like our affiliate owners will get steeper discounts as well. So there's some incentive for people who are members of CrossFit affiliates. Oh, it is so exciting. Like you said, it's taken in sort of the whole picture. So it's kind of given you an opportunity to get a whole team behind you. Is that what's happening? Absolutely. And really take that precision approach. Look at the numbers and see, you know, in CrossFit, we're really big on numbers. We track our workouts all the time. We're always looking to see, is our performance moving in the right direction? Anytime we change a factor like our sleep or something we're eating, we want to see what impact is that having? And so now not only can we look at our workout performance as an indicator, but we can look at all types of biomarkers. We can look at wearable data, things like heart rate variability, things like continuous glucose monitors. We're trying to take in everything into account to make sure that we're moving the right direction and we're optimizing as much as we can. And sometimes that does mean we're exercising too much and we need to pull back. And and it's good to have those numbers and that feedback to know what's the right amount for you. And I think that the genetics approach or the genomics approach is also really helpful because like I mentioned, we like to do a lot of N of one experiments where we're saying, okay, here's where I'm at. I'm going to try this different diet. And then I'm going to retest and see how do I feel? How do I perform now? Instead of just taking a stab at the dark and saying, let me try this new diet. That's the newest fad. It's saying, what are my genetics telling me about the diet that I might do best with? And let me start there. And then let me repeat my numbers and see if I'm moving in the right direction. And then let me tweak from there. So it really decreases the number of those iterations of N of one experiments to get to your optimal diet or sleep or exercise or whatever lifestyle factor we're talking about. So what you're saying is that there's blood tests that you guys offer that can tell you just that. What is the best diet that would support me? What would be the best diet to support Doro? Yeah, absolutely. So each patient that comes through gets a DNA analysis, which is usually a saliva. You just give a saliva sample and then a detailed lab panel. And then we ask you all kinds of questions. We get lots of questionnaires because we want to find out about your health history, but we also want to find out about your lifestyle, what your goals are, family history, any, of course, medication, supplements, things like that. And we take all of this information together and, and put it into a very detailed report. We give you a health score that's sort of a combined composite score to track where you're doing and that we can track over time to see if we're moving in the right direction. And then for each of these areas, so for nutrition, for example, we can look at those numbers and particularly the DNA and say, here's a diet that you might do best at. Is that consistent with how you're eating now? If so, great. If not, maybe let's make a change. And if not, let's also look at your labs to see is the diet they're eating right now is that actually showing signs of health in your labs or not? And if not, then maybe we need to make a change and let's use your DNA information to guide us on what that change might be. But I I love what Matt always says. He always says, you know, let's get the basics down, right? Let's Mm -hmm. just do the basics. Let's work on sleep. Let's get moving and let's clean up our diet. And that's pretty much the base of what you guys talk about. And that's what you're saying right now, right? Absolutely. We're always lifestyle first. So most of the time, if you can get your diet optimized, if you can make sure you're getting enough quantity and quality of sleep, if you're moving your body, if you're 
like we talked about in a good community, if you have good social support and connection and you're doing things to bring yourself into a more rest and digest parasympathetic state on a regular basis, most of the time you're going to feel a lot better. Symptoms are going to get better. Diseases are going to start to reverse themselves. And once we get all that into place, then we can kind of see where things settle. And if there's still symptoms, if there's still something happening, then we need to dive a layer deeper. And that's what we do. I have a feeling that people that are listening that are CrossFitters or even not are going to want to know where they can do this. So where will this be available? You can learn more and sign up to join our waitlist at care.crossfit.com. That's where we have right now a beta version that's open. We have a waitlist. And so we're inviting a select numbers of people to be the first group of patients and give us a lot of feedback. And we're opening in eight states to start, but based on the demand from our waitlist, we're going to open in more states as soon as we can. So we would love for you to check it out, care.crossfit.com. And also we have a lot of opportunities for healthcare providers who want to work with us. We're hiring more doctors and health coaches and care coordinators to be part of our team. So if you're interested, check out that page too. Oh, that's awesome. It's so exciting to see that you guys have taken this like really big now, really big. And this is sort of a whole national approach. Is CrossFit international? CrossFit is. It's global. And there is a huge international presence and enthusiasm for CrossFit. And it's it's growing, you know, in all countries. Our long-term plan is to take this global. Obviously, there's a lot of regulations that we have yeah, to work through. Right. And we're starting in the U.S., but even speaking to healthcare providers, I've met them from all over the world that do CrossFit. And they're so passionate. And they're doing incredible things in their community. So this is just the start for sure. And I'm excited about the scale that we're going to be able to do this at by this partnership between Wild Health and CrossFit and being able to really bring this type of care to a lot more people. Julie, what will your role be specifically? I have a few different roles. (laughs) I am seeing patients, which I'm so excited about and I'm having a lot of fun with. And then I'm involved with a lot of content production. So producing a lot of content for CrossFit around health, some health tips and interviews with healthcare providers and experts. And then I'm also involved in the recruiting, um, trying to get more doctors and health coaches who can help us with this type of care and get people who are like-minded and have the same mission in their heart. And then just making sure that the care we're providing is really consistent with CrossFit and that we're continuing to implement feedback and refine and do this in a way that's consistent with the basics of what we know to be true and what our methodology is in CrossFit. You mentioned Matt Dawson, who is a friend of ours. He's been on our podcast. We love him and spoken at our conference. Yeah, he's been to all of our conferences. But you mentioned Wild Health. Can you remind our listeners what Wild Health is? And of course, they're going to be your partner. Love Matt Dawson. And I'm so grateful. It was really meeting him and getting to know him about a year ago. And then also having conversations with the new CrossFit CEO about a year ago that we really started to first bring all of this together with this partnership. But Wild Health is a precision medicine practice. So essentially providing the same type of care that we're doing with CrossFit Precision Care. Only difference is it's not exclusively provided by CrossFit doctors and health coaches. It's a little bit of everybody. So you can learn more about Wild Health at wildhealth.com. So Julie, we're going to take a cue from your very popular podcast, Pursuing Health, where you ask the guests three questions, the same three questions of every guest. So we thought we would do that with you. Oh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> so Dora, you take it. 
The first question is, what are the three things that you do on a regular basis that have a positive impact on your health? Oh, this is always such a hard one. And I've been <laughs> asked this a few times before, and I think my answers are always changing and evolving. <laughs> but I would say for me, especially in this past year, I've really had a big emotional and spiritual transformation. And so for me, especially the time that I have in the mornings where I just have some time by myself, I like to read, I like to pray, meditate, just having that time that's really intentional has been really transformative for me. And then I would say second is probably the relationships. So spending time with people I really care about. And also this year, I've been really intentional about identifying who those people are in my life, who I know are my inner circle of people that I can trust and that I can confide in and that are going to give me really real advice when I need it and sort of identifying who those people are and nurturing those relationships. And then the third, I'm just going to say CrossFit as a whole, because (laughs) (laughs) I think that encompasses the exercise, eating well, the community, all the things that are so great about CrossFit. That's so, that's so awesome. All right. Number two, what is one thing that you think would have an impact on your health that you are having a hard time implementing something you are working on right now? I heard recently from a pretty reliable source that one of the things that has the biggest impact on improving our heart rate variability or HRV is a consistent bedtime and wake time. And I would love to be someone who goes to bed at nine, nine 30 and wakes up at five 30 every day, but I struggle with that. I get on a roll doing things at night and it's hard for me to go to bed. So that's something that I'm working on. Can you take a pause and tell us what is HRV and what it means to the health and why we use it so much now? Absolutely. So heart rate variability is basically the, to repeat the definition, it's how much variation there is in between each of your heartbeats. So if you think about your heartbeats at regular somewhat regular intervals, so say you have a minute and your heart beats once a second, and that's 60 seconds per minute or 60 beats per minute. But it's not like your heart beats every single second on the dot, right? Sometimes it might beat every 0.8 seconds. Sometimes it might be 1.2 seconds. And overall, it averages out to be 60 beats in that minute. And actually, the more variation there is, the better that is for you. The more that it means that your nervous system is healthy and you're more recovered. So you want to have more variation in those beats. If you had, you know, your heartbeat every single second on the dot for 60 seconds, that would actually not be as good as if you have this variation. So that's what we're shooting for. And things that can increase that heart rate variability or that variation are getting enough sleep is generally things that have to do with recovery. It's sleep, it's breathing, it's meditation. It's again, consistent bed and wake time. It's eating healthier foods, doing things like gratitude, relationships, all that stuff will help improve your heart rate variability. Amazing. So is it pretty much going into the parasympathetic? Is that kind of what it is? Okay. Yep. It strengthens when your parasympathetic system is strong, your heart rate variability is going to be higher. Okay. Thank you for Mm -hmm. that. Cause that's one, I think a lot of people, we throw that term around and then sometimes don't know exactly what it means. So number three. So what does a healthy life look like to you? A healthy life to me looks like when you're able to really live as your highest self, like really be the best that you can be and that your health, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual is not holding you back from reaching that 
I think that we are all capable of so much more than we think. And I think that so much of the time we have these, whether it's physical ailments or whether it's getting caught in our thoughts or having negative thought patterns or stories we tell it ourselves that really inhibit us from living and being the very best version of ourselves that we can be. It's really trying to be the best version of self that you can be and that your health doesn't ever hold you back from that. Hmm. So true. That is so true. Oh, Julie, that, that thank you for answering those three <laughs> very important questions. Oh, you're welcome. What an announcement that you made on our podcast. We're so thrilled. I know. Thank you. <laughs> so Julie, this has just been an amazing conversation and it has been an honor to meet you Zoom to Zoom, face to face. Thank you. Likewise. Julie, how can our listeners find out more information about this amazing program? They can visit care.crossfit.com to learn more about what we're doing and to join our wait list. Or if you're interested in working with us, there's information for you there too. Julie, this has been so inspirational. Yes, to you. it really has. Thank Incredible you. Incredible what you're accomplishing and, and what's ahead of you. It's amazing. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. This has been great. Thank you for joining us on Health Gig. We loved having you with us. We hope you'll tune in again next week. In the meantime, be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and follow us on healthgigpod.com. I'm Trisha. And I'm Doro. Be well. <laughs>